0: Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented
1: composer worked really hard on.
0: So let's enjoy it.
1: Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. You know, I've done a lot of podcast episodes in a very short period of time, and I meet so many different people doing so many different things, but every once in a while, you run into a podcast episode that is just about being a human, that has literally nothing to do with anybody's work professionally, products, anything like that, and those things are not bad, but it's always my favorite. We just talk about random things, and we really vibe and have this incredible chemistry that I know that we would have if we were in person meeting at a coffee shop. You can expect that in today's episode with Sam Lindy. I never got to really what Sam does for a profession, she's in design, but we talked about a lot of things just about being human and our flaws, and things we're into to things we're not. It was just really enjoyable. I think you'll feel the chemistry and in an instant friendship. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Lindy
0: to the mountains and hanging by, hanging out by um, the river, and just trying to be outside. I definitely think that going on long hikes and being outside is a good way to kind of clear your head and um, mentally reboot. What do you think about
1: on these hikes, or what do you, what are your, what do your thoughts take you?
0: <laughs> well. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about just connection and stuff like that. I mm. have been teeter-tottering with this idea of what is the difference between feeling connected and feeling alone, especially during times of quarantine? Um, and kind of how do you – how do you um, kind of tell the two apart and um, – what what actions do people take just because they feel alone? Um, I've been thinking about that quite a bit. I also, ha- I definitely just put my music in and mm-hmm. I'll think of different illustration ideas. And right now I have been listening to music and I'll take certain lyrics and try to come up with different drawings or... Um, I just started working with wood and um I've been doing these really big wood cut cutouts, which has been kind of a blast. So I've been trying to come up with different ideas for that as well.
1: Interesting. Have you always kind of taken this approach to being creative or understanding more things about yourself and what's going on in the world?
0: Absolutely. Um I definitely at one point in time struggled with extreme anxiety, you know, where your brain is just racing a thousand miles an hour and you're just like, can't catch a breath. And for me, kind of taking a step back and listening to music, so important, I think, um, can, it just gives you that mental break. And for a second, you can think about one thing, and address a problem or an issue, and be able to work through it. I feel like when there's so many things going on, or your brain is going off on so many tangents, it's hard to grasp how you feel, and you can't you can't really make a decision. Um, so I think it's really it's really beneficial. Like even just taking a breath. Have you? Oh. <laughs> Tell me, go ahead, give me, ask me the question. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, have you have you experienced something like that before, or how do you go about um, dealing with stress or kind of gathering your thoughts?
1: I would say, um, for me, I've certainly become more nature centered about it mm-hmm. and being out in nature, but I wouldn't say if for me, it's really like walking around in nature. It's for me, it's just almost the proximity of being near the beach where I'm at currently in the mountains and just the majesty of it all, driving through, seeing it. But I think for me, conversation with other people helps me deal with anything I may be going through. So talking to you, talking to all of my podcast guests, all of my clients, I'm constantly in these very in-depth conversations about feelings and what's going on in our lives, processing that real think tanks on a regular basis. With people, and that I think has been extremely beneficial for me, is the the art of good conversation has always been uh, meditative for me.
0: Mm. And what are your thoughts on kind of more? So you have these conversations with people, right? How do you feel like it's easy for you to connect to them?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's repetition. Partially for me, it's uh because I've done it so much. I've spent the last maybe 12 years having these type of conversations. First, I was just having them in phone calls. I still do that. And then I converted it more over to a podcast. And you know, the more I do it, the easier it is for me to jump in the conversation, which is why I don't have an agenda when I talk to people. Because I don't yes. feel I need it. And I don't feel it, I actually feel like it throws me off. Like if I was someone who had to read a teleprompter, I'd probably be pretty bad at it. Because it would it would be <laughs> confined for me. I need to like have the freedom to like just go off on a whim and be thoughtful and how I say things without it being scripted for me. So I think the repetition and also I just really believe in it. I think more conversation one on one with others, practicing the art of conversation makes you better at conversation with others.
0: Definitely. I also um I don't know if you have, have experienced this since COVID, but I feel like people were already more inclined to be attached to screens. And I feel like that one on one conversation, um, either over the phone or in person, is disappearing. And it, I feel like, in, it makes while social media and things like that keep people connected, I think there is this like very, this extreme disconnect. Um, just because, I mean, there's something about being face-to-face or being on the phone that I think you can establish tone and, um, it's a, I think you're more inclined to connect by talking rather than sending a message or an email. Mm-hmm. Yes, um,
1: I, I think it's, pro- well, it's processed information when mm-hmm. it's a text or it's an email or it's whatever version of, of, uh, posting you're not the context is not there uh, and yeah. it's it's a one-way communication and then you're waiting on potentially a comment which is also another one-way piece of communication versus seeing somebody or hearing their voice hearing the sound of it are they cheerful are they down are they, you know this these these the pitch all these things play into our how we sense another person's presence And I think we are losing that and I'm trying to keep it alive by doing stuff like this.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, podcasting is so important, especially like I had been thinking about this. I mean, we've been dealing with COVID for a while now. And I mean, one thing that's taken away is conversations. You can't, you can't meet up with people the same way. And I think Especially during the lockdown. I know I'd craved it. I was like, oh my God, I I want to just be in a room with some people I feel connected to, having a genuine conversation. And I think podcast kind of like puts you almost as this like fly on the wall, and you can be a part of that.
1: Most definitely. I, I well, for the listeners, um, I found Sam through a site called uh, Kitcaster.com. I'm on there. I know the guys there. It seems like a really nice group of people. who are running it, Ryan and the crew. And, uh, you know, you look through different guests on there and you put their information on there. And I, I ran across Sam and one, just just even the picture was very bubbly, very kind. And then reading about you, I was like, oh, man, this is a like a quirky person. I like this. I like that in people. You know? <laughs> I think there was something about 80s music or something like that on there. And I was
0: like,
1: I'm in, I'm I'm in, I'm in.
0: (laughs) I am a big fan of classic rock, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, anything. I, to me, that is like, I, I just want to dance like a drunk dad at a wedding.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's
0: awesome. (laughs) I'm going to put you on the spot. It's a blast. I'm going to put you on the spot.
1: What are your okay. top five albums of all time? I need to know.
0: Oh, my God. This is so hard. Okay. Are we talking like, um, do you want a specific genre or can I just give you, do I have to give an album? Can I give some artists?
1: No, no, no. This is, you know, we can do artists, but I, I want the albums. I, I, you're talking about music back in the day. There's a lot of great albums. Maybe not I... now, but back then, some great
0: albums. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! This is this is so. That's such a hard question. I feel I like I need to I need to pick what mood I'm in. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get like dark. Um, want to hear? Mm, okay. Well, I just want to say Leonard Skinner for sure.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: Album wise, hmm, it's really hard for me. <laughs>
1: I know, it is really hard. I, I, I mean, I've done this with a lot of people, not on the podcast, but and it takes them a while. But, you know, I thought maybe yeah. you had a few that popped up or something.
0: I mean, okay, I'm just going to say some bands. I can't, I can't pick albums because it's tough. I got to, like, really – I got to feel out my mood, and it changes every day for me. <laughs> I'm going to say Leonard Skinner. Hmm. <sighs> The Cult. Ooh, I like The Cult a lot. Very nice. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say this is. <laughs> <laughs> I got um, you heart. on this one. <laughs> I, okay, Leonard Skinner, The Cult, Heart. Love it. Um. Really, really really tough. I'll put Led Zeppelin. Nice. (laughs) And I'm going to throw it in there because it is a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me. But do you know who um, Matthew Wilder is? I don't think so. Okay. He sings this song called Break My Stride. You should listen. To, I'm gonna send you a video after, but you should check him out.
1: I probably uh, heard it, but I don't, maybe don't know who the person actually <laughs> was. That happens a lot with me. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, was that four for me? Oh, I'm also gonna say the Talking Heads. They oh yeah. nice. Yes, I'm a big David Byrne fan.
1: Fantastic! Very eclectic. What about you? <laughs> oh man, I've thought it. Well, see, I have the advantage that I've done this exercise. Several times, I mean, I actually have like a top twenty five albums of all time really? so
0: oh my God, I, okay <laughs>
1: yeah, I've really like thought about this. I've had several uh meetings with friends of going over their top five albums of all time I'll give you my i'm going to give you my top ten and and you see what you think for it okay so my, my number one album of all time is Dark Side of the moon Pink floyd all all Fantastic. time amazing from start to finish. Uh, Sounds Like the Future, even though it was created way back in the day, 60s, 70s time frame. Then OK Computer, Radiohead, amazing album.
0: Ooh, amazing, yes.
1: Like, wow. Like, creepy, cre- hauntingly beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Joshua Tree, U2, is an incredible album. Incredible album. Um, yes. Number four is Off the Wall, Michael Jackson. Actually, it's incredibly incredibly dynamic uh very funky it's amazing number five purple rain prince
0: (laughs) fantastic
1: i mean and then i brought back michael jackson again for thriller number six i mean there's so many hits on that album it's like yeah crazy amounts of hits then seven is nas illmatic maybe the best hip-hop album of all time great best first time album just incredible Big swing, the album Boston, by Boston. Unbelievable. Ooh. Unbelievable album. Number nine is The Doors, titled By The Doors. Incredible. Crystal Ship may be one of my favorite songs of all time. Incredible song. And then number 10, Reasonable Doubt, Jay-Z. And just another classic entry in hip hop. I could go on forever. I will not. But <laughs> listeners here, you should send in, send me your top five, top 10 favorite albums because it's a, it's a mind-bender. It's really hard, actually. As you can tell, Sam is struggling.
0: <laughs> 100%. Tell me it's not a mood thing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's just... It's just. Uh, see, I don't look at it like which mood I'm in. That may be a song is the mood mm-hmm. I'm in, but the albums, these are like what stands the test of time, no matter the decade, just the art, the, the, full, the full work. And I think sometimes in our current society, why we don't have a lot of great albums now, because the full work is not what's being, it's it's all about hits and singles. It's not about actual, the complete artistic work. Um, And I love a complete work of something.
0: Definitely. I want to ask you this. So since we're talking about music, uh, what would you say is one song that you would turn the volume up in your car but also roll the windows up at the same time because you don't want anyone to know that you love it
1: oh my gosh you you now you're stumping me
0: <laughs> oh
1: i bet you have an answer for this cuz you
0: <laughs> yes
1: okay yes, wait I a do. <laughs> minute wait a minute i have to re- really think about this like turn the volume up but turn roll up the windows at the same time Yes, where mm. you're like,
0: oh, I don't know. If anyone were to drive by, I might lower the volume a little bit, just in <sighs> case. Just like just in case, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you get a look of like, what is this?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man, I, I don't. Uh, honestly, I, I have to really like rack my brain for that because, like. A lot of things that I like, even though they may be out there, some of them I don't know if I'd be like I probably wouldn't care.
0: Mm. Um,
1: yeah, I I don't know. Maybe like a like this probably would be weird, but like it's just catchy. Remember that like what Um Bop or whatever by Hanson or something. Like I like yes. oh wow this is very catchy, but I don't think I want anybody to know that I like that song. The time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go there's an answer
0: (laughs) i'm okay i'm a fan of that i also um i've been talking about this with uh some people at my work but you're you're trapped on an island nothing matters okay and you can only see in one color eat one type of food has to be specific and spend it with one person dead or alive Mm. I think it tells a lot about somebody, their answers.
1: Mm. Okay. We both have to tell our answers then on this. Okay. All right. I'm going to, okay, what was it? One type of food is one of it? One of them?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm definitely going to have lo mein, Chinese food, lo mein. No Mm. doubt about that. Love, love, love lo mein. Uh. Honestly, I would spend it with my wife. She's an amazing person. Awesome. She's an incredibly easy person to be married to, which is not always the case, I'm sure. <laughs> <You know>?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this might be a bad question for some people.
0: <laughs> I love asking this question. I think it's amazing.
1: And what was the last one? One thing?
0: Okay, so it's one. it's food, person, and a color
1: color color oh i would see in that color the whole time yes hmm that's probably the hardest one for me um i probably would see um green because i think it would okay. for me would represent there's a whole story behind that but i think it would represent um the consciousness of nature for me and the the growth of of um of nature on the planet. I think I would be pleasant to see.
0: I like that a lot. I I definitely can vibe with that.
1: Awesome. Yeah. All right, let me know. What's your answers?
0: Okay. I think my answer changes also every day, depending on my mood. Um, <laughs> but today, my color is lavender. I... Watched the sunset yesterday, and there was just some lavender in the clouds, and it's very calming to me. And I feel like if I could see that more times than that, that would be amazing. Um, my food would be chicken tacos with an uncomfortable amount of jalapenos. Oh, <laughs> Love that. And... My person, huh? I think I would pick my really one of my really good friends. He's been kind of my neighbor for a long time. His name's Mike. And he just is down to laugh. He likes to have a good time. And I feel like he could spice every day up for me. Would never be boring. Very
1: nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the spicy <laughs> up. I there's a lot of spiciness going on with you. Like, what are you doing to spice your day up? <laughs> Love spicy food.
0: You'll spice it up.
1: That. What's with the spiciness?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling. I mean, winter's around the corner for me. I just want to keep like some conversation around heat. I've just been feeling pretty cold.
1: <laughs> you're in denver it's gonna be very cold at some
0: point right? I, know. I actually yesterday i did just go to um i went to this woman i've never gotten acupuncture before and she lit my stomach on fire oh it was insane and i have this i have this problem where i get cold really easily and she was like, okay, I'm going to help you out. And she lit these herbs on fire and put them on my stomach. And I've never felt better.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Are you into alternative medicine? Like, you know, take me down that rabbit hole a little bit.
0: (laughs) I, so about a year ago, I got my yoga teacher training and, uh, for, a while, I knew I knew how breath work and meditation was helping me out, and I feel like I did. I wasn't really educated on alternative medicine, and I still am not really. But um, some things that I've experienced in the past, um, more along those lines, I feel like have really benefited me. Um, I was in Thailand almost almost a year ago. And I was living there for quite some time. And I had gone – I I had been experiencing some um, fatigue. I was extremely fatigued, and I didn't feel well. And um, I went on this kind of crazy fast with a group of people and had more kind of Reiki stuff done um, – but I had never felt better and it was like almost like this extreme weight had been lifted from my body, um, which was pretty amazing. And since I had gotten back to the United States, I hadn't been feeling the best. And, um, I went to this woman yesterday and she talked to me about a bunch of stuff. And, um, she explained that I had stagnant blood, um, so it was causing me to be extremely cold. And she did some acupuncture, which blew my mind. She gave me this um, button that I'm supposed to push if she want, if I need her to come in and help me. And I genuinely could not move my hands. Yeah. I could not push the button. Um, my hands were so cold. But after she kind of like, I guess, lit me on fire, I I felt so good. I still feel really good. I'm going on day two of just like this aftermath and it's amazing. I highly recommend it.
1: You're going to get lit on fire, folks. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> You're going to feel the aftermath of fire. It's going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> it's, it doesn't... I felt I felt nothing like she was like, let me know when this burns you. And I did not feel anything. She was it was so weird, Um, but uh, but weird in a good way. Like I, I would do it again. (laughs) I
1: mean, that's the first I've heard of this. And I'm pretty stoked by it because I'm adding it to the array of different therapies I have been exposed to through this podcast. It's been mind blowing.
0: Wait, so have you ever gotten, what are your thoughts on kind of more um, natural remedies or have you ever experienced anything like that? I
1: haven't had the uh, lit on fire acupuncture, Emma done acupuncture. (laughs) That's interesting to me. I mean, it's interesting. I'm open to a lot of the ideas. I I would say at this point in my life, um, I'm very open mentally, physically, spiritually to uh, all types of alternative therapies, plant medicine, um, except for like I had a client a client, but a podcast guest on who was um, really into a lot of therapies just because she has Lyme disease and she's trying to work within that. And she did a bee stinging, uh, bee venom therapy. And uh, she said it was hard. She had to stop doing it because it hurts so much. And I said, yeah, that's not going to be my thing. I can just tell you that right now. (laughs) I'm open, but, you know, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) I don't remember the last time I've been. Actually, I do. I stepped on a bee at the beach on accident, and it stung me. Yeah,
1: it's not pleasant. It's
0: painful. It's (laughs) (laughs) painful.
1: You know, so I'm open. I'm very open to different Options I, I actually think that I was telling my wife this other day I think that we've forgotten a lot of our kind of shamanic or ancient traditions of transition and um, medicine as we've become more industrialized over many years and I think there's there's some value in it, you know, whether it's the actual medicinal aspect or the value in tra- the value in celebrating or mourning through life transit having ceremonies for transitions. You know, getting people prepared for different phases of life through um, ceremonies and things of that nature, like, hey, this is big. Let's honor this. And I feel sometimes we, we don't do that anymore. we just like, hey, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm just living in my reality. You live in yours. And sometimes we forget that these things can be extremely powerful, The those things from the
0: past. I, yeah, no, I agree quite a bit on that. I, I think some things from the past and being in tune with yourself, it can create a whole different awareness that you have with your body and people around you and the things just going on. Um, Yeah.
1: Totally. And you know what's funny? I'm like participating in stuff that I think 10 years ago I'd have been like, I don't think so. That's crazy. But like later this month, I think we're going to be participating in this virtual breath work for, like the, cool. full mo- for the full moon. And like, mm-hmm. honestly, if you had told me I was doing that, I'd have been like, what, what happened to you? Like, <laughs> are you nuts? But, you know, it's, you know, things like holotropic breathing and stuff like that. I'm very into it. I think it could be really amazing. And, and I'm open to the suggestion, the idea, uh, of all those things. So, um, I mean, there, it could go too far for me. I'm not getting stung by bees and stuff like that. You know, if you want to try that, that's all you, but, uh, the lighting on fire, uh, I could see myself doing that potentially.
0: <laughs> you think so?
1: I think so. Why it, not? You
0: know? Yeah. It'll it'll just like, um, prepare you for winter. I feel.
1: <laughs> I don't like winter.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really don't like winter. I'm sorry, everyone. I just, I'm not one of these people who like snow and like, oh, it looks so beautiful. And look at the snow on the ground. I'm like, when is it spring? Like, yeah. Can, I wanted to, uh, <laughs> you
0: know. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I like winter either. People ask and I'm like, yeah, I'll do, I'll go to the mountains, hang out in the snow, but I hate being cold. That might be one of my biggest pet peeves, Having a cold nose. I really don't like that. Me neither.
1: <laughs> I'm always cold too. I'm like, I really don't want to be cold, man. <laughs>
0: like, no, no. That's all I think about when I'm, like, as soon as I'm cold, I'm like, I can't focus on anything else. It's <laughs> such a bummer. Like, I'm not getting through my day in the winter at all. Because I'm just thinking about how cold I am.
1: <laughs> you need to be lit on fire again. That's it. you just go.
0: Yeah, I'll be doing that again. <laughs> give me give me like one more month and it'll yeah. be time.
1: No, let me uh ask you. So when I, I found you on Kidcaster. Mm-hmm. Now, so clearly you're getting on other podcasts, I would imagine. What do you talk about normally on other podcasts that you go on?
0: <laughs> um kind of oh a, a wide range of stuff. I so I have a graphic design background. So I talk about some I'll talk about art or design or kind of how I incorporate design into my daily life, but I'm also down to just talk about life and adventure and travel. Um I I talk about everything.
1: Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know what? I knew I was going to like you, Sam, because the purpose of my podcast is just to let thoughts kind of meander wherever they would like to meander in our conversation and not be so heavily centered on branding and what you do for a living and how you're disrupting this space or whatever. You know, I mean, it's fine to have some of those things, but feel like we're a society that's so heavily dedicated to discussing the next business venture, um, how we could scale our businesses and stuff. I just, it's just not my thing. It really not my thing to talk about really, you
0: know? No. And I mean, grand scheme, this comes back to the connection idea. It's like, you want to connect with somebody if they're kind of just like pushing a product and like, that's their main goal. I understand it for marketing purposes, but how can you connect? Yeah like you you would want i i like when i talk to somebody i like to break the surface level a little bit you know we can talk about the weather and things like that but if i genuinely want them in my life or i want to actually get to know them i need to kind of just like break that layer yes i i want to know something more
1: wow that's amazing I, that's totally up my alley um so how do you nurture your relationships with people you want in your life?
0: I, I think holding space is important. And um, having, I think being vulnerable with others and honest uh, allows other people to feel comfortable and confident to do the same to you if that makes sense
1: no it makes perfect sense have you have you transitioned in that in your life being more vulnerable and holding that space or is that something that's been a part of you for a while
0: um i think honestly it's it's a new thing for me um, yeah it's de- it's definitely pretty new i I do like to spark conversations with people that I've never met before like that's something that has always been in my life um but I think I have gotten more confident within myself and I have a better understanding of who I am so it's made me kind of I've dived in pretty deep um I did basically when I had been traveling I was in Asia and I did this kind of self-study for myself I asked myself a lot of different questions to kind of better get the idea get a better idea of who I am and with that I started to ask other people questions that I was asking myself um which was really nice because um meeting people from all around the world you get uh Different opinions, different outlooks. Um, it can give you a whole new perspective that I think is very beneficial, um, and I liked it. It allowed me to connect with people on a deeper level, and I, I like, I crave connection. You know, like yeah. Yeah. I, I want to relate with people on a deeper level.
1: You are well. Let me. I'll give you my perspective on one. Before I tell you that, what a beautiful thing to say. I am in complete alignment. Now I'm going to give you my perspective on what I've seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How you're explaining that? How you feel? How you're open about saying that? I don't know that I see that a lot, in a sense of being very open about that. Now. Uh, I've had so many people on this podcast, had tons of connections and networking. And I think a lot of people want connection, but they suffer from how to hold space for others. I, I wrote that down because I love that term, that phrase, how to hold space for others. I think people struggle with how to hold space and nurture their relationships. So, for instance, one of my um, things I do it's a big part of what I do to nurture and hold space for others is I check in with everybody who's been on the show or who I have a conversation with, you know, maybe once a month, once every couple of months, Hey, how you doing? And I always find that the feedback is, wow, that's nice. That never happens to me. I never see that happening. Mm-hmm. This is rare. Why is that rare? Why do we struggle holding space for others to keep that, that, that line out there over time regularly?" Communicating, pulling each other together, at least on a very small level, you know.
0: Definitely, I I actually was just talking about this with my dad um, a few days ago, but we were talking about this whole idea where why is it such a taboo to be really open and honest about yourself with other people? Mm. It's like people. I feel like sometimes it can be taken as like too much or. Um, like, I don't know, what is, what is your opinion on that? And why do you think people are afraid to be vulnerable? Is it the fear of rejection?
1: I think it's definitely a fear of rejection. It's a fear of people finding out who you may really be. Mm. And some you know, a lot of people are not okay with who they actually are. You know, they, they're hiding their true nature and that people may judge that, um, and, and if you've been living your life a certain way, and maybe it's not who you are, actually, it, it, it completely would change your whole lifestyle and how people view you. So there's a lot at stake for a lot of people on that, but I understand kind of, I understand what you're saying. It's kind of like, see my view of, I don't even know you, really. I mean, I, we've texted here and there and now we're on this, but like, I sent somebody who's like very open to be adventurous, um, in the world. And in conversation, like it's overtly more than uh, I would say I'm used to uh, with other people. Like I feel like what you're doing, like with me, like I do that to other people, mm. but I don't see that a lot. So when I come in contact with the Sam, I'm like, oh, that's, this is not common to me. This is uncommon. Uh, and it's strange
0: <laughs> actually, on some level. <laughs> in a good way, <laughs> in a great way, in an
1: amazing way. Thank but if you've been swimming you. in water for a really long time and you didn't see anybody and then, you know, and then you saw a bunch of people, you're like, oh, that, you know, these, the, oh, there's a boat that doesn't look like my boat. Uh, oh, and there's another boat that doesn't look, then you see a boat that kind of looks like, oh, wow, I haven't seen that before. Or there's very rare that that comes about. For instance, I'm the moderator. Always, I'm always asking questions. Always, and I like to listen, but I'm very rarely asked questions on here. Very rarely. So within the first ten minutes, you're like, pop, 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 and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Even though I want this, I'm not used to receiving it.
0: You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, and it, and again, full circle spicing up the podcast today.
1: Spicing it up. (laughs) You and the spice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I get a sense? Some people like you, I talked to someone that was very, and I'm going to introduce you to several people. I think that would be wonderful for you to talk to. But I talked to another lady who kind of had your vibe. Mm. And I think sometimes people think people like yourself or me, or this lady I talked to, there can be a sense of like, why are you so open? Like, almost this, this joy is almost feels like aloofness. To some people are like, wow, like you're a little too out there. Like talking about things you're into, talking about your feelings. And that scares people sometimes.
0: Yes. I, I've had a very similar conversation where people have been like, what are you doing? And I see no problem with it. I see no problem.
1: Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you mean? What do they say? What does that mean?
0: Like kind of like um, too open, too fast with people. But if I'm going to spend time with somebody or have a conversation, I want to be myself.
1: So wait, like you asked, I, I got to get into this further. Um, okay. So like, I'm trying to get like a, get a visual here or paint a, like you meet somebody, you ask questions that they're not ready for or too soon? Tell me a little bit.
0: Um, Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I like to ask very serious questions kind of fast. Um, I'll just like avoid talking about the weather or what do you do (laughs) or something like that. And I'll just ask about how somebody feels or um, their thoughts on certain things. Like um, a little while ago, one of my friends had asked me like what I thought my biggest flaws were. And like that was on my mind. So I had a meeting with somebody and it had kind of been on my mind and we had been talking about it. And I was like, what do you think your biggest flaws are? And it was like, they were so taken off guard that Mm. it was like the conversation could not flow. And I was talking to one of my friends about it and he was like, why would you even ask that? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like... It was on my mind. I <laughs> I think it would be it's it's fun to talk about. To me, that's fun.
1: Well, let's talk about it. I'll answer. I, I want to be fair. I will certainly answer that question. Um, okay. And maybe and if you're open to it, you answer that question. Yeah, too, I, you know?
0: I I definitely will.
1: I say my biggest flaw is um, sometimes I get too tunnel vision on things. So what it means, like. I can be, like, really, like, if I'm doing, like, an activity or a project, like, it's the only thing that matters at that point. And so nothing else exists. So I could sometimes ignore other things that maybe I should be aware of because I'm, like, so engrossed in that. Mm. Um, and I think that it means good to, like, be really dedicated to something, but, like, sometimes not at the cost of, like, other things, and you know, all like. And I think sometimes that's tough. So like for me also, like, even though I'm very, I'm kind of a free spirit, there's also still an element of me that's like, like a crazy preparer. So while like I've been working in my life to just be kind of very, no, no agenda, just have a conversation, you know, type of thing. But like, if I'm like 30 minutes before I have to do something, let's say I'm starting a training session or something. I don't like when people talk to me before that because I'm I'm being in the zone and I want to start my mindset and get prepared to like be the very best I can at that. So it feels like I can be very dismissive within that timeframe and maybe not as nice as I could be for that.
0: Mm. Okay. And do you feel, do you feel like this, Is something that you'd like to change, or is it something that you've just come to accept that that's how you are?
1: (laughs) Good question. Um, I'm 50-50 on it. That's the honest truth. Like, I love preparing, but I also think, do I need to spend so much time ruminating on the next thing I'm going to do and get my mind set for it? Couldn't I just give it like five minutes of hardcore thinking before I start (laughs) versus like a half an hour, you know? (laughs) So there's kind of like the 50-50 on it, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't think that that's... I think it's important to acknowledge flaws that you see within yourself. But also, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, uh, something that I could see as a flaw within myself, somebody is like, that's actually amazing. Hmm everything is perception based you know,
1: yeah, well, what's yours what are i mean at least that you feel currently about yourself you know
0: um, I know one of my a big flaw that I've been working on um because it's my it's my year goal to fix it or just kind of acknowledge it, um, but I do have this problem where I say yes to everything Mm. i cannot put my foot down which gets me into some not my favorite situations at all (laughs) (laughs) not your favorite Uh, (laughs) yeah and um i think i it also kind of stems a little bit with being honest about my feelings towards people Um, If I say yes to everything, I think it allows people to perceive me in one way and how I perceive situations and my opinions on things. So I definitely would like to be better about it. I think I can be really open and honest about how I feel um, when having a conversation. But if somebody were to ask me, like, for example... um, Yesterday um a I was walking in Denver and a homeless man asked me for my phone. He was like, "Can I use your phone?" And I'm like, "Uh. I said yes, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And then I was like, "No." And it wasn't a stern no, and then he was like, "Come <laughs> on." And so I came, I was oh like, my "Okay." God. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, (laughs) no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, my phone only works on speakerphone. And he was like, okay. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll just, I don't really want to give him my phone, but I'm going to hold my phone and he can chat on the phone for whatever he needs. And then he just holds his hand out waiting for me to give him my phone. And I was like, okay. And so this is, this is story. Like 15 minutes of me waiting there while he's making phone calls on my phone. And like, I don't want to be in that situation. I don't want to do that. But I was there. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just little things like that, where it's like, I should I should be able to say no and walk away and not feel bad about it, <laughs> that's but, that's but here we are. I, I have this picture in my mind of you
1: going, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, okay, and the hand's out, and I'm just like... Yes this is, this is interesting. <laughs> like, I have to say no at some point. Jeez. I,
0: yeah, exactly. And like, there's just little things like that. I feel like that add up, especially when I am a little bit of a people pleaser. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I would say yes. And then there's constantly, um, schedule issues or stress that I put on myself. It's just this web of yeah. stress.
1: A web of stress. Do, do, is there a perception of like you're a pushover on some level or no?
0: I think I think a little bit. I I explain it as like me not having a backbone and I would mm. like a backbone.
1: You want to grow a backbone. Well, maybe if you light your you know backbone on fire, that could happen. I mean it's like... <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe I gotta go back to this woman.
1: That's what she, might my, my grow. What
0: <laughs> Yeah, but that's um I don't yeah, I would like to work on that. Do you feel like uh you have a year goal for yourself?
1: Mm, no. My first thought is no. Okay. <laughs> <On that>. okay. <laughs> I feel like I uh I, I mean I'm in the goal setting and stuff. I like it and I, I've definitely written down lots of things I've wanted to do. Um, in my life, maybe this is going to sound really, I don't know how this is going to sound. Honestly, I don't care, but, um, if I wasn't around tomorrow, I'm good, man. I have done everything I've wanted to do in my life. I'm 42 and honestly, I've done it, man. I've, I've partied extremely hard. I've had a great profession. I've had a great family. I live in an awesome place. I I don't know how much more I just. I need in my life beyond what I have or, or trying, I don't know. I've traveled to all over the world. I don't know. It's all a bonus time for me right now. So my goals, I don't know, just to keep uh, having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> keeping, uh, I like to hang out. I'm being honest with you. I love hanging out. I like, you know, like making cocktails for friends and stuff. And, you know, I like laughing. I like trying different things. Um, You know, I feel very um, fulfilled in my professional life and my businesses. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't require a ton to be like feel sustained and like oh, I need all these things to feel good. Like I'm just like
0: eh. (laughs) yeah. What's your what's your go to cocktail drink?
1: Oh my gosh, definitely a Cesarac, a Cesarac for sure. Uh, Okay, I love I love Prohibition era d- drinks. Um, like Very I want to cool. taste the alcohol. I really <laughs> want, I want to get hit with the strength hard.
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> and you, I mean, you're asking me, maybe you have a, ear are into it. <laughs>
0: okay. I feel like I've never made it. And I wouldn't say I'm the best bartender in the world, but I'm a big fan of a lavender sour. Mm, there
1: goes that lavender again,
0: yeah, I really like it. It's delicious, um, but also Moscow mule any day
1: any day, wow, yeah, it's delicious, very delicious <laughs> i I actually uh several years ago, this is how into cocktail making I am, and like I was like, man, I'm into this, taking all these classes, like I could totally be a bartender right now, easily at a place. Uh that's how much I'm into it. Courses have taken. And I was like, I'm gonna get a bar in my house. Like and my wife was like, Really? Is this what <laughs> you really wanna do? Like, I'm like, Yeah, I do. I wanna have a huge bar in our house. So I did it. I got a gigantic bar. I've got the big bar sign over it. And oh, very Oh my gosh. And then over time, I don't want anybody saying it, but over time, over like two years, I ended up stocking my entire bar. So we're talking like 80 bottles of liquor, all the gear. I mean full-on, hosting parties, menus. So I can pretty much make anything at this point. And uh it's it's a real passion of mine, actually. So I really enjoy it.
0: That's awesome. And there's like uh a- I think there's an art that goes along with that. Oh,
1: amazing. And for me, I like to have a cocktail for dinner because it primes the pump for the taste. So I I match the taste for what I'm eating. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this cocktail. It enhances the flavor of whatever I'm eating for that. And it gets me even hungrier. And Mm -hmm. I, I like that. I like that feeling to like feel really like, oh, I can't wait to eat. I'm so hungry. Oh, my gosh. And like... And like, then I pump it up with a good cocktail that goes, like, oh, this is even better. all the, oh, the feeling's even bigger, you know? And then it's like the, yeah. the art of eat, eating becomes like so in- joyful and enjoyable because I've like primed the pump. Or I, I'm a big shot guy too. I love shots. And so I'll like have like uh, an aperitif. I mean, so I'll have like a digestif or something like that. I'll have a Rudeburg or I'll have Jägermeister. Or whatever. I want to prime my gut
0: to eat. That's very interesting. I like that. I I haven't done that much uh, food pairing with drinks. Mm-hmm. I did go to a whiskey and donut festival once.
1: Oh, my gosh. That, that sounds delicious.
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, I mean, I would love to do that. I've been trying to get more into um, – I really want to go on, like, a natural wine tour mm, where yeah. you eat different food and it's paired with wine. I think that would be really – I think – I think it's beautiful and it like food and drink and sense of community. It, it, it just brings a closeness and a comfort and a family element.
1: It does. It definitely does. It's, I don't know. I just have a real like passion for like making drinks, the science behind it, the beauty of it, how it looks, the garnishes, the whole deal. And, uh, and then just like setting the mood. It's a big set the mood thing for for eating for me. And then when mm. it's out with my friends and stuff, it's you know, it just it's just another thing that we're doing together. We're enjoying it. Um, we're having it also creates a little bit of a space for like really far out conversations. You know, you you if you go too far, then that's not gonna happen. Uh but <laughs> um because you're just completely blasted. Uh but beyond that <laughs> <laughs> there is a drink minimum where you could be actually extremely uh intelligent about very far off ideas about the cosmos, planets, nature, you know, you you lower that threshold for the default mode and you become very uh conceptually based and I love that space. I'm very into being in that space.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I I like that also. I just I knew loosen it. up a little. <laughs> yeah, I you know there's a real
1: I don't know. It's just a honestly for me a big judge for me is like who I want to hang out with is this like can we have a beer together and like mm-hmm. really talk about some very deep things or we can talk about very stupid things also and Grand scheme, if it's good,
0: you want yeah. to laugh. Right, I
1: want to laugh, and if I can't do that, if it's like so rigid, and it's like, ah, uh, you know, I don't want to do that. Like, it's it's gonna be how much fun we're gonna have. We're gonna blow it up a little bit. You know, will we go too far? Sometimes, yeah, sure. Every once in a while, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like, but yeah. I, I allow myself to be wild, responsibly wild. I think that's kind of my thing. I allow myself to be responsibly responsible, but also wild as well
0: uh yeah i mean that's not a bad thing at all responsibly wild
1: <laughs> yeah I, that's my term okay that's that's my thing yeah.
0: i want to take it yeah. i want to use that
1: <laughs> use it because yeah i think yeah while it doesn't seem to i just you can be wild and crazy and have a good time and be responsible the whole thing mm-hmm. i mean i when i lived in vegas for a long time like over a decade you know, i was going to the casinos we're going to yard house i'm in bowling leagues Yeah. I'm drinking a lot. I'm hanging out, but I never drove. I would always Uber where I went, I always had other people I could call. Like I had like triple checked, like my security and safety for it. you know, Hey, listen, if I bowled in somebody else's lane by accident, what's the worst thing that, I don't know. That wasn't (laughs) too bad. Who cares? Yeah. But if somebody else took me home, that was sober. You know, I called my Uber every single time. Like, I was responsible, and I was also very wild at the same time.
0: Mm -hmm. And, I mean, when you do things like that and you are safe, it's just, you know, you're making more memories for yourself. Yeah. And it's just overall a very fun, memorable experience to let loose with somebody else and connect.
1: Totally, totally. You know, I I think next summer I'm going to be – in Denver. I'm gonna try really? it because I, I have a podcast retreat I was gonna have up here in Washington, but because of COVID mm-hmm. and stuff, I had to cancel it. But a lot of my con- I have a lot of connections in Denver. I should introduce you to some of them. They're amazing people. Um I would love
0: that. You we should thinking- plan something at Kitcaster.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. And um, but I planned on having my podcast retreat next year, next summer in Denver, actually. So wow. all of my guests are going to be invited to this retreat where we just chat with each other, we do on-site podcasting and I don't know, we hike, we eat, we drink, be merry, we get be a little responsibly wild, you know?
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely into that. I would love to do that. I got some good hikes if you're looking for them.
1: Exactly. See, so we're all good. Let the partying happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the good times flow. Well, Our time is up here, but Sam, don't worry. This isn't the end. We will be speaking again for sure. Perfect. Um, And I Um, think I need to have you on again.
0: I would love that. And, you know, it's really, I'm so happy that you messaged me. Um, It's really nice to connect and just chat about life always. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
1: Um, Thank you so much for your time and we'll be in touch. All right, deal. Thanks. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or the dose of news useful today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak's a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences and it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about and it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed, it's hundred percent free, you can unsubscribe anytime Visit thedonut.co or text DONUT to 66866 to sign up today.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.